one drama after another. And uh, what you see is um, the problem with the government in Israel. Here is Netanyahu, the acting prime minister. There has been no real government in Israel for 12 months at least or more. They've had four elections now. It looks as if they may have to have a fifth. And it's an ideal time for the enemies of Israel to make an incursion into Israel and create trouble. So there have been rockets fired in, um, four and a half thousand or so rockets from the Gaza Strip. Uh, there's the problem with the COVID pandemic, which has had a dramatic effect in Israel. And, uh, and here you, you get this uh, rising up against um, the government and against the Jews. Now, that might be difficult to read there, so I've put it down the bottom here. In the shadow of political disaster, riots have broken out in Jerusalem, and Hamas is exploiting the situation to resume rocket fire. Well, they didn't half resume hot, uh, rocket fire. But look, Israel, signs and wonders in politics. Here is uh, an Israeli soldier looking over the hills. I presume that's the Dead Sea, given the barren nature of the land there. Again, you may not be able to read that, so I've reproduced it here. Why do we look at the Bible miracles as supernatural events, yet overlook the miracles before our very eyes? The world is full of miracles. It is. What about the state of Israel? 73 years old this month. Now that is an incredible miracle. That is something that is absolutely remarkable. No other people in the world have been able to go back to their ancient land and set up a state. Israel is totally unique in this. They have recovered the Hebrew language, which was a dead language. So we've got, we're living in really remarkable times. But the problem is... We, we, it sort of brushes off and we don't realise a miracle when we see one. But th we've got to come to face with this, that it is absolutely extraordinary what is happening in the land of Israel. So how did it co come about? Well, here is Jeremiah 31. Hear the word of Yahweh, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say... He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock. Now, here we are. Now, we've got these here, 70 years, because this camp was done in 2018. And you'll notice a couple of them here are still wearing the clothes that they had in the concentration camps in Europe. This is the ship, the Exodus, which the British destroyers rammed and caused uh, a few of the passengers to be killed and others to be injured because they were trying to run and get these survivors of the Holocaust into Israel. And a shame on Britain for it. So Israel rises out of the ashes of the Holocaust. And the passage here from Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 7 to 9. It's a miracle. See. Jeremiah. When was Jeremiah written? At least two and a half thousand years ago, yeah. And here we see his words being fulfilled and we say, well, pity we don't have miracles today. You know, we, we have to really realise what is actually going on. Here from Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 3, I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah, Seth Yahweh, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave unto their fathers, and they shall possess it. And then in the end of the, 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 the chapter, the last verse, uh, I'm trans uh, putting a slightly difference to the translation. I'm using a more modern translation here. In the latter days, you will understand this. We're in the latter days. We've seen it. We understand it. We thrill to it.
The prophecy in Isaiah 35 is that the desert shall blossom as the rose. Well, that's when the Lord shall come. But even so, the Jews in the land have made an incredible, incredible change to a barren wilderness. Look at it. Blossom as the rose. You can see how things are moving ahead with remarkable fulfilment. And those who have been to the land know today that Israel is beautiful. But the writers a hundred years ago didn't say it was beautiful. They said it was a barren and waste and there was hardly anyone there. It's the Jews that have made the difference with the blessing of God. We've got used to it, I suppose. So we, we lose the impact that it should have upon us. Now we've just read Psalm 83 and as uh, Ralph said to me, I've heard you on Psalm 83 before which you probably have. But uh, you see, this is a passage which is again starting to be fulfilled before our eyes. Lo, thine enemies make a tumult. They that hate thee lift up the head. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation. They not only want to drive Israel into the sea, they want to kill every last one of them that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. So they've blotted it off the maps. For they have consulted together with one consent their confederate against thee, who said, let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. Now that Israel have done something with the land, the Arabs want it, don't they? And it's happening, you see. Now, I haven't mentioned there the passage which shows the nations which... Uh, which are going to confederate and uh, invade Israel. But the map gives you the idea. Here's the kingdom of Israel. There is the Gaza Strip. It was once Philistine. Edom, Moab, Ammon, the country of Jordan, Syria here. And these are the territories ringing Lebanon here, ringing Israel, which are their enemies which are actually identified from the names given in Psalm 83, invading Israel. So the problem is Israel is surrounded by enemies who hate her and expect to kill every Israeli. Uh, this is a report from Israel Chaim, 26th of April. Hamas rejects ceasefire offer, threatens major conflict over Jerusalem. Well, they've just had the conflict now. Things are moving. So, this is something that Israel have been preparing for. They're quoting Psalm 83. Did you know that? They're also quoting Ezekiel 38. Did you know that? And they see it very likely that those passages are about to be fulfilled. And the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, are preparing for that scenario. IDF conducts major military exercise on the Golan Heights as tensions with Syria and Lebanon escalate. This was a 17-week training session from November. The manoeuvres were conducted in the Golan Heights amid increased concerns of an attack by Hezbollah in Lebanon or other Iran-backed militias. In, in Psalm 83, Iran is not mentioned as taking part. But there is no doubt that Iran is fomenting the trouble and putting the money and the uh, weapons in ready for uh, them to, to the Arabs to invade Israel. Here's another one. New report highlights potential devastating attack from Syria, Lebanon and Iraq on Israel. I think there's still some in the Brotherhood saying Psalm 83 won't be fulfilled even while we watch it happening. So, the coming Mideast war and how to stop it. That's from the National Post in Canada. The world sees it coming. And, and the article in the Post said, it's only a matter of time before war comes to the Middle East. Iran's strategy is to create a hostile ring surrounding Israel from Syria, Lebanon and Gaza. Look at that. I've underlined it. Iran's strategy is to create a hostile ring surrounding Israel from Syria, Lebanon and Gaza. 
That's exactly what we've just read. Oh, sorry. Back again. Um, it has already established bases in both Syria and footholds in Lebanon, Iran has, through Hezbollah, its main client terror organization. They're doing it on, be, on Iran's behalf. But Iran will come in Ezekiel 38 with Russia. So Biden is now the, the president in America. And uh, this article said, the headline, Biden caves to Iran. Israel promises direct action. Biden is trying to uh, take away all the, the problems away from Iran, provide more money so that they can have another nuclear deal. And it's creating no end of trouble in the Middle East as they see that America is joining more together now with Israel and the Palestinians, sorry, with Iran and the Palestinians and forsaking, to some degree, Israel and their friends. And it's giving them an opportunity to make so much trouble. That's the way, generally, it is seen. Biden's team has finally revealed their hand by offering to remove sanctions on Iran in order to move the nuclear deal forward. But that's not helping the Middle East. So, the Israel Defense Force is ready. Now is the time to seize the initiative. This is uh, Colonel Ronan Itzik, in, uh, who's on the reserve in Israel. I, I don't think Israel would do this, by the way. He, what he is suggesting Israel should move first. And while they've got the opportunity, before it's taken away from them by lack of support from America, to, to, to make as much ground as they can. And that, uh, that was the headline of the article. And uh, within the article it says, the question we must ask is whether the quiet in the South actually serves us Maybe now is the time to do something completely unexpected and pummel Hamas and the other hostile elements around us. Well, they just have pummeled Hamas. But it wasn't taking the initiative, it was because Hamas attacked. Israel simulates strikes on 3,000 Hezbollah targets. So they, they practice this. They've had a dummy run, as it were, because they realize that uh, under houses and buildings there are caches of arms which Hezbollah has gathered ready for an invasion of Israel. They reckon now, the Israelis reckon they can take out 3,000 targets in 24 hours. I don't think any other army in the world would consider they could do that. And then we've got here Israeli in talks to establish four-nation defense alliance with Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and so on. Now, those countries, we see as Sheba and Didian, they, they're, they're going to be involved on behalf of Israel when Gog invades the land. And it's shaping up. That came under Trump. Biden is now backing off from that agreement to some degree. So, with Israel the victor in Psalm 83, the stage is set for Armageddon. I do think that will be fulfilled prior to Armageddon. It will mean that Israel will have defeated their enemies immediately around them. They will be exhausted. They will be run down totally on armaments and Russia can walk in. So, uh, Ezekiel 28 says, There shall be no more a pricking briar unto the house of Israel, nor any grieving thorn that of all that are round about them. Don't you think the rocket's like a pricking thorn, uh, a pricking briar and a grieving thorn? Every family in Israel has suffered. Every family. It's not, not destroyed Israel. But it's put grief and anguish right through the country. And round about them, that despised them. Psalm 83. And they shall know that I am Yahweh. 
Then shall they dwell in the land that I have given to my servant Jacob. Now look at these words here, all from Ezekiel 28. They shall dwell safely. Got that? Dwell safely then. Shall plant vineyards, yea, dwell with confidence. When I have executed judgment upon all those that despise them round about them. So, that's a prelude to Ezekiel 38. Because Ezekiel 38 says, I will go to them that are at rest. They're dwelling with confidence, they're at rest. They dwell safely. That's what it's got here. To take a spoil and to take a prey. So these wars, with the, and which not complete yet, it's got to go on. Uh, and actually they say be, what uh, Israel should have done was completely taken out Hamas. Because Hamas is still there and still well armed and being supplied with money to rearm. The money is being supplied, uh, promised, to rebuild Gaza. But we know that most of the money is going to go to rearmaments. Um, and so Russia will come in but they've got to have a battle that will finish Hamas to leave the way open for Russia so uh, Israel, Greece and Cyprus forming Eastern Mediterranean Alliance Russia's in the Eastern Mediterranean China has sent ships into the Mediterranean China I used to think years ago all nations gathered to Jerusalem to battle however would China be involved they're in there in a big way now economically and sending ships into the area. And for Israel to have free, and these countries to have free shipping in the eastern Mediterranean is essential for security and for gas and other exports. It's becoming a very dangerous place. Now, this is another one. A new Middle East is truly emerging. And uh, that, those words are put here. And the only losers are a corrupt Palestinian leadership clinging to the failed policies of the past. The recent Hamas-Israeli battle, that's the one we've just seen, I've had to add this to the slide, paid for by Iran, which it was, was a failed attempt to reverse the trend. Actually, it is thought that it, it, it was a, um, a trial of the Iranian rockets. It, it gave them real-time experience in the rockets and the armaments they have been developing, preparatory for Iran being involved in war. But you notice weapons are also supplied by Libya. On whose side is Libya in Ezekiel 38? With Gog, of course. Now, this is an amazing picture, really. See, Israel's Iron Dome versus 4,500 Hamas Iranian rockets. Australia's ABC's left-wing bias blames Israel. Australia's ABC has joined with the left-wing from around the world. I actually heard them say on the news, Israel was bombing Gaza Therefore, Hamas sent in rockets. Which came first, the bombing or the rockets? This is absolute lying by the medias around the world because they hate Israel. Incoming rockets. And uh, on the left here, we've got the Iron Dome system firing up to destroy masses of well, 20 rockets and more coming at once. This is another experiment. Will it work? And actually, a few got through, but they say that the Iron, uh, Israeli Iron Dome system knocked out 90% of the rockets. So, the Palestinian victims of Hamas missiles, most children killed by Hamas rockets falling short. Yeah. We don't know how many, but they say it's at least 100 rockets fired at Israel fell into Gaza and killed women and children as well as men. 
So uh, Israel destroyed 100 kilometers of Hamas tunnels and killed 25 top operatives. Apparently they, they massed on the border, they put out information that they were about to advance into Gaza and invade it. So all the Hamas operatives went underground into what they call the metro, the tunnels under Gaza. Which is exactly what um, Israel wanted them to do, so they simply then used uh, bunker busters, the big bombs that go down underground, and blew it all up. And then when those who did get out got out, they bombed them when they got out. Look, it's war. It's war. And you, you've got an enemy. You've got to do something about it. So there we are. Now, <clears throat> from Psalm 83, I want to move over then, to, really now, to Ezekiel chapter 38 and Armageddon. As it says here, Bible prophecy tells the end of the story. We've got it all in Daniel chapter 2. The confederacy of nations that will build up under Gog, under Russia, including Europe, that will come down and invade the land of Israel. Christ and the saints, the stone, not in hands, Brother Thomas says. That is, it's no human involvement. It's, it's the Christ and the saints that will destroy the confederacy. The confederacy will mean, from Daniel 11, a king of the north, Gog and his forces, and a king of the south, the lion power, of Britain and the Commonwealth and those with them. Revelation 16 says it's the Battle of Armageddon. Armor, a heap of sheaves, Guy Valley, Gehenna, which is the valley on the east of uh, Jerusalem, and Don or Dan for judgment. And just briefly, just an example, here are the kings of the north, Rosh, Meshach, Tubal, Magog, and so on. And uh, in the south, Egypt, uh, both with the British and the power and the Commonwealth no mention of America though all nations will be gathered to Jerusalem to battle but what you find is it's Britain that takes the leading role not America America now longer is, at the moment is out of it America has no role to play under the present administration in, in, in the way in which the Bible says. And you're back to Britain actually taking more of a leading role against Russia, as we will see in a moment. So, Russia, Ezekiel 38. Now, this was a headline from the Times, the British newspaper, the Times. Could Putin be a Middle East peacemaker? Now, I have often said over the last few years in private conversation, I might have said it in lectures too, I'm not sure, that because Gog is a deceiver, he will very possibly come as a peacemaker. Hence the question is, hast thou come to take a spoil? We thought you've come to create peace. And Russia has offered to be a Middle East mediator between Israel and the Palestinians. Russia's president is setting a trap for the US as he seeks to shake up Iran's alliances in the area. Moscow will challenge Turkey's ambitions to be the determining power in the Middle East. We know that uh, Turkey has to be occupied by Russia. That will fully make Russia the king of the north. And uh, Turkey will actually be subsidiary to Russia. Turkey has its ambitions in the Middle East. They will fail. So we've got Russia and China's arsenals are terrifying in scale, but how would they perform in combat, the British Daily Telegraph? Well, they are terrifying in scale. But what is necessary to win wars is this adequate motivation. If you haven't got strong motivation, then you've got fear. You've got a defeatist attitude. I think that uh, given the wars that Russia's been in, they would handle all right. I'm not convinced that China being such a communist country that the army would be as strong and as powerful in the field as it is in marches to show how strong the country is. But what we read in Daniel chapter 8 of uh, Gog, a king of fierce countenance, I've jumped a little bit to get it together, a king of fierce countenance shall stand up 
and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also he shall cause craft. The word means deceit, guile, treachery. This is Putin. How do you think he got where he was? How else did he become the richest man in the world? To prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart. And by peace shall destroy many. He shall come as a peacemaker. What did we just read? Could Putin be a Middle East peacemaker? The headline to the article. For he shall also stand up against Christ, the Prince of Princes, but he shall be broken without hand. When Christ and the saints come from the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem. So, what we read from Daniel 11 verse 40. At the time of the end, the King of the North shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots, with horsemen and many ships. So let's just have a look at the King of the North and Russia says with many ships. Now Russia was never noted for its navy. Russian navy expanding presence in the Mediterranean Sea and the African coast. This is from the US Naval Institute. They now have one of the largest navies in the world. Not as powerful as America's I might have, but it's a pretty good navy. Russian President Vladimir Putin's conviction that a this is coming from uh, Russia, that a world power needs a great navy, that's what he said, goes a long way in explaining Russia's growing naval presence and operations in the eastern Mediterranean and along the African coast. They're stretching out their reach through their navy. And where? Surrounding Israel. Russia expands military facilities in Syria. So they're not moving out. America is. Russia's moving in more. Um, Vladimir Putin calls escalating... Now this is the, the battle I've just seen. Vladimir Putin calls escalating Israel conflict a direct threat to Russia's security. Now you scratch your head. How could Israel against the Palestinians be a, a direct threat to Russia's security? After all, the border is about 2,800 kilometers away. That should give them a measure of safety from Israel, shouldn't it? Are they scared of Israel? But Russia is increasing its presence in Syria. They're only over the border from the Golan Heights. They're there. Putin told Netanyahu, this is during this, on 19th of May, during this recent uh, skirmishing, Russia would declare war on Israel amid Palestine row. He, that was the threat. He, Russia could declare war on Israel amid the Palestine row. We know all about this, don't we? We've talked about it for years. Who says miracles don't happen today? I think it's amazing. Russia and China, a budding alliance in the Mediterranean. Yeah, China's there. Ships too. Nuclear war with Russia or China now a very real possibility, warns US Admiral. Well, I don't actually think there's going to be a nuclear war because we're going to have the kingdom, not nuked all over the place. Russia and Iran signed an intelligence pact they're together in Ezekiel 38, aren't they? A bleak future awaits the Middle East during Biden's term. That was the headline. With each speech, President Joe Biden makes it more evident that his administration is determined to follow in the footstep of Barack Obama's, Obama, forging new alliances with Iran and the Palestinians and disregarding America's longtime allies in the Middle East. That's the way they see it. That's the way it looks. But Brother Thomas always said that America was not one of the young lions. She's not. Vladimir Putin's navy to create Russian Red Sea base in Sudan. Oh, that's now puts them in a base, not only Tartus in Syria, but also down to uh, the Red Sea, south of Israel. Sudan, ancient Kush, or in Ezekiel 38 verse 5, Ethiopia with Russia.
You've heard about the ships being attacked? Well, covert war between Iran and Israel has always been around. However, recent attacks on Iranian shipping by what appears to be the Israeli Air Force is beginning to bring this war into the light. And, um, you know, shadow war. It's actually IAF. What's the IAF? Israeli, is it Air Force? They're not being bombed. It's actually, uh, uh, they reckon that limpet mines have been put on the ships when they've been in port and then time to explode when they're out at sea again. However, it's shadow wars going on. There's been a lot of explosions in, in atomic installations and in uh, uh, the, the, the ports and that in Iran, which has absolutely got them befuddled. And recently there's been a huge fire erupting Iranian chemical plant, the 2nd of May, the Middle East, uh, media line, Mideast Daily News. It's typical of what, they mind you, they've also hit a, an, a, a, an Israeli ship too. They are testing nuclear capable missiles, Israeli ambassador reveals. China, obviously I know it's a contrast, but I've got to put it somewhere, China weaponizes COVID and uses it to rule the world. Well, we know the economic power, that the clout that China has, and how they're putting immense pressure on Australia. They want Australia to stop developing the forces. In fact, they want Australia to run down their forces. They've got submarines <laughs> off Australia, and the Australian Navy is keeping them off. So they're putting pressure on Australia so they've got freedom of navigation round Australian shores. I didn't put the article up that says that, but it's there. Um, okay, now what about Europe? Europe's going to be involved with Russia in Ezekiel 38 too. Well, there's a number of things here. This flawed decision turns the International Criminal Court itself into just one more Israel basher because they want to take uh, Israelis to the, the, the criminal court for um, war crimes, you see. But the whole case was written up by the Palestinians and it's been taken on simply by the court. Now what we need to know about the International Criminal Court is there is no international law. They cannot refer to statute books on law. There aren't any. The ICC makes up its own rules as it goes along. What kind of court's there? Evidence reveals the ICC colluded with the Palestinian Authority against Israel in war crimes investigation. So it's all a charade once again to bash Israel. Now here's the World Health Organization. I like the carpet, do you? Wouldn't mind a bit of that at home. But um, waste time and resources on condemnation of Israel. Wait a minute, World Health Organization, why are they condemning Israel? The biggest global news story of 2020 has been, without a doubt, the once-in-a-century pandemic that has killed more than 1.38 million people and resulted in almost 60, 60 million confirmed cases so far. If there has been a greater challenge facing the World Health Organization in the 73 years of its existence, it's difficult to imagine what could be. You'd think they'd be dealing with it, wouldn't you? No. Condemning Israel comes first. You see how anti-Semitism, Jeremiah 30 says, all thy lovers have forgotten thee. They've turned into hatred. Fratelli Tutti, this is, this is, um, yeah, this is his um, document, Pope's document, which means all brothers. One, what's he pushing for in this statement? One world government denying national sovereignty, it emphasizes there'll be no national sovereignty of the nations. It'll be one globalist political system with no transparency, no accountability, no recourse. First, he wants to start with Council for Inclusive Capitalism, and he's called in 27 capitalists, the leading uh, industrial, uh, CEOs of industrial uh, 
businesses in Europe and he's called them in to for this Council for Inclusive Capitalism to work with the Vatican and the idea is they will take over the world with the Pope in control this is the, one of the features of this the Pope will be in control of development and the economy he's um, quite an ambitious man isn't he now if you know anything about the history of the Vatican Bank and all the corruption that's been in the Vatican Bank the last person you'd want is the Pope looking after the economy, isn't it? Still, the Vatican Bank would recover its fortunes, wouldn't it? Um, now, we've had the Suez Canal blocked, and, and we thought, oh, that's unfortunate, it's blocked the ships. It cost uh, several billion dollars while the, the, uh, the, the Suez Canal was blocked for about a week. But it's more than that, you see. That was an accident. The Suez grounding was an accident the next block choke point might not be. The Suez Canal was the foundation of the European Empire in the Asias and its closure would have been a disaster. Securing the Suez and its sister choke point at Gibraltar, where you enter the Mediterranean Sea from uh, the Atlantic, was a geopolitical imperative for the empires and shape their strategic and commercial strategy. And it goes on in World War II. The idea was to take the canal. What do you think Rommel and the Germans were doing in North Africa? It would have mean if they had got the canal, the war would have been over. The world would have been choked. After Suez blockade, Israel could become major oil transporters. What they're talking about, they've already got a pipeline most of the distance, they've only ever a relatively short length to complete the pipeline from the Persian Gulf across Saudi Arabia to the Mediterranean coast. And that avoids tankers going through the canal, which is mighty expensive and could be closed. So Ezekiel 38, going on there, lists opponents to Russia and the European Confederacy who will invade Israel. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish. And all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey? And I've emphasised, not everybody agrees, but I, I'm confident of this with Brother Thomas, America is not one of the young lions. Never was. Trump brought Sheba and Dedan into alliance with Israel in 2020. The states in the Persian Gulf who made agreement peace agreements with Israel. Although America is not a young lion. So what is Biden doing? We know what Trump did. What is he doing about this? So um, there's a few things here. Um, I did leave this one in. You might find it interesting. Arizona's election audit. Did Biden steal the 220 election? And uh, the, the, the state parliament the, uh, the Senate actually in Arizona has passed uh, a law that there's been no audit of the election which got Biden in as president and they want an audit because they, there's so many people have complained about there's over a thousand affidavits saying they've witnessed fraud you see so what happened well I don't know the result of this yet what I do know is the Democrats oppose the idea of an audit on the voting in the election and they've sent in around about 100 lawyers to stop the audit. Now if it was a fair election, why would you send in 100 lawyers? Um, 600,000 ballots were found counting in Pennsylvania when the count for Trump was way ahead way ahead and all of a sudden the 600,000 ballots were brought in with 570,000 going to Biden and 3,200 going for President Trump and that's impossible now in saying that it's not that I really want to emphasize it's the point that comes out of it whether you like Trump or not and he's not the right likable person as far as I can see it was a good president in other ways, though. The Most High rules in the kingdom of men 
and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basis of men. Therefore, irrespective, it is God who sees that man in that position to accomplish at this stage what God intends to come about. And what has come about is, by taking the threat of American interference away from the Middle East and away from Israel, it's opened the avenue for what has just happened with Hamas and for other wars to continue in the Middle East. So, this headline said, Biden attacks key allies from the Middle East to the Indo-Pacific. He's got a war against, here, Israel, and the Arab countries, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and so on, uh, because he does not want them to be friends with Israel. He wants Israel to be isolated. So, we move on. Uh, will Biden push the Middle East to war? Well, now we're getting some idea. That was before this happened. So Biden's policy of appeasement is pushing the Middle East towards a nuclear arms race because he's trying to back Iran. Iran is trying to take over the Middle East and nobody wants to be taken over by Iran. So it's creating instability in the region. And this one has just come up. Joe Biden has just given Russia a massive win. He's removed sanctions on building Nord Stream 2 pipeline to Germany. This is the gas and oil pipeline from Russia direct to Germany. And there's been sanctions on it because it, what it's seen that what it means is Germany will come under major Russian influence. And they can't have that. But he's lifted the sanctions which allows them now to complete the pipeline. It gives Russia a big hand in power in Europe. So, just one from um, what has been going on in the last few days. Smoke billows from an Israeli airstrike on a Hamas compound in Gaza. They didn't send the troops in, but they set Hamas back. So, President Biden's deafening silence on the thousands of rockets against Israel. You can see that there has to be another power that's going to stand up for Israel because if he's there, when Gog invades, he's not going to. So President Biden is destroying the stability of the Middle East and the world. No one takes him seriously and it is terrifying what's happening. Do you understand? They're not my words. I've taken this off the web. So, risk of new world war is real, head of UK armed forces. Of course it's real, we know it's going to happen. But it's interesting here, he says the risk of a new world war if current smaller conflicts escalate out of control, drawing in more countries and weapons. The head of the UK armed forces has warned, UK comes in here. General Sir Nick Carter said the global economic crisis caused by the coronavirus pandemic could also trigger new security threats, even war. And he says here, economic crises have always led to war, and here he says, I think we're living in a moment in time where the world is very uncertain and an anxious place. But we're not uncertain, are we? Are we anxious? I hope not. We have every confidence in the God whom we serve. We know what the Father's plan is. Not only what the Father's plan is for the world, more importantly, we know what the Father's plan is for us. And that makes the difference. So, um, Britain. Isaiah 23, it shall come to pass after the end of 70 years that Yahweh will visit Tyre and she shall turn to her higher and shall commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world upon the face of the earth. In other words, Britain is going back to her merchandising around the world. Now she has left Europe. And her merchandise and her hire shall be holiness to Yahweh. Her merchandise shall be them that dwell before Yahweh. In other words, though Britain will start amassing riches from the, uh, the, new, the deals which they are making around the world, that will be for Christ. 
not for Britain. So we've got Britain as a trading maritime nation. This is a government publication. A trading maritime nation. Tarshish, this is what we expect. Biden's election makes the drive for closer Commonwealth ties all the more logical for the UK. This is exactly what they're doing. Here's the Queen. Now that, that passage says 70 years. The verse before speaks of 70 years of one king. But the Hebrew word for king is not king, it's the word ruler. And it means either a king or a queen. And incredible, the queen it starts uh, 70th year of reign. She just started that. Next year, it will complete her 70th year as the queen. This, at the moment, seems to fit in exactly with Isaiah 23. So here is Britain. Our defence ambitions are bold. Extra £16.5 billion for defence. Okay? And the SAS, the, the special order there in the army, ordered to start disrupting Russian meddling around the world. How do you like that? Britain's SAS, the special forces, to meddle, to disrupt Russian meddling. You've got uh, the Royal Navy assembles the largest carrier strike group in decades. The strike group is the largest and most powerful European-led maritime force in almost 20 years. Because it's got to come with ship. The new UK carrier strike group is the embodiment of British maritime power and sits at the heart of a modernised and emboldened Royal Navy. There's the, uh, the Queen Elizabeth, not the Queen, the ship. The new aircraft carrier and the vessels that escort it. But look at this. This is from Britain. Russia is our number one threat as its submarines circle Britain. Who's going to say, hast thou come to take a spoil, to take a prey? You can see there's a lot of money being spoken about here. It's the um, uh, trading agreements that Liz Trust as for the British government made with other countries. So the UK left just in time. The European Union unravels as Britain dodges huge £150 billion bill. Because they're so economically crushed, they've decided everybody's got to pay this sort of money. And Britain would have had a bill of £150 billion. So, Truss, Liz Truss, vows to tear down trade barriers. 77 trade agreements have now been signed, including with Australia. But I think it's about 79 now, round the world. Get ready for Britain's post-pandemic boom, the Daily Telegraph says. Post-pandemic boom. As they've been vaccinating and that's coming to an end, away it goes. Now this is the Times, the English newspaper, what do they quote? Drums of war beating warns Australia as China tension grows. I like that. See, the world's waking up. The question is, are we waking up? Now, what other worries have we got in the world at the present time? Well, global warming probably is the other big one. Well, not a single environmental prediction of the last 50 years has come true. Oh, by the way, I should mention, in the 1950s, the threat was not global warming. It was global cooling. They said we're going into a new ice age. So, you know, it just depends what side of the bed you got out of, I think. So nothing, you know, now by 2020, no, by the, yeah, 2020, 2000, 2000, like originally, they said the Maldives would be underwater with the rising sea levels. But in 2020, what are they doing? They're building holiday resorts on the beaches. Now, let's bring this to a close with a, some exhortation. The purpose of prayer is not to get us out of trouble. The purpose of trouble is to get us into prayer. 
And as we see this going on, and we realise the world has, is perplexed, there's no way out. We have every reason to be praying for our deliverance and thankfulness to God for what he's revealed to us in his word. I thought this was a great one. I had to put this one in. I got off the web from Israel. Make Israel great again. Israel is a spiritual force in the world. You probably can't read that, so I've read it here. With America and Europe in a cultural death spirit, one country instead is focused on survival, causing some observers to wonder whether we are about to witness a shift in global power from America to Israel. Israel is now a military superpower. Now I think that's exactly right. Not as this world understands it. Christ will do it. And we are, shortly I think, to see a global shift in power to Israel with the son of David sitting on the throne of David in Jerusalem. Melanie Phillips, you might have heard of her, a well-known commentator, said, might this become Israel's century? Incredible. Just a small country, might this become Israel's century? So, brethren and sisters, our faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. We've got that privilege. We've got that wonder. And so we have this promise. But unto you that fear my name, and we're looking at Israel here, but unto you that fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arise, with healing in his wings. Healing. Not a curse. We're called to healing following the judgment seat of Christ to enter into the joy of our Lord. So, we think, brethren, as we go through this, it's not a matter of trouble for us. It's a matter of lifting up our heads and rejoicing. Thank you.